0: i just believe in the process and we're we're going to win going through the process now bills mafia it's time for the main event so sit back and enjoy the show bill's mafia welcome to the red white and buffalo blues robin matt bills with a uk twist and it is week one of training camp now is it really Robin? Is it really training camp when they haven't got the pads done? Or does that start on was it Saturday or Sunday this week when they it's,
1: it's this Saturday, yeah? They started the Sunday just gone. So that would be the uh twenty fourth. So twenty-fourth was a Sunday, wasn't it? Uh so it's, I have no it's idea. Good off to Isn't a great it? start. And then Saturday, Saturday the 30th, is when the pads go on. So whatever we're whatever we're about to tell you, whatever our findings are going to be uh, of the, the the first four or five practices, you all have to bear in mind they haven't put the pads on because that's why yeah. you're always here. Wait till they put the pads on. So all of this will be very quickly out of date.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's I think I'm just too too tired to actually realise what what day it was over the weekend. Don't try right. and take
1: me on, on on numbers, Matthew. I'll bite your head off
0: oh <laughs> well, yeah we
1: know don't take on a, a moderately autistic person with uh, um, a number fetish
0: <laughs> yeah especially when you're actually uh on mastermind you're on pointless and all that so. i don't like to
1: talk about my appearances on quiz shows as you as, as you know but yes uh got got the trophy still so uh, yeah got one each
0: Ne- ne- next time when, when we when we do a live and we're going to do a live show you should just bring it and just display it up for everyone just
1: bring, just, yeah yeah i'll just bring it up and of course any americans who've gone well, i've absolutely no idea what I was
0: Nothing. Like family previous. feud
1: but in reverse lads yeah that's that's what it was I don't really it.
0: <laughs> but no seriously yes. training camp it's yes. it's good we're happy because it just means we're closer and closer to preseason games, yeah. and closer and closer to the season. Yeah, and I think already, okay. The we say, the pads haven't gone on. The pads but are not. Already, did we?
1: If we haven't made that clear yet, the pads are not yet on. But when those uh, pads get on, boy, howdy.
0: Yeah, but but we can kind of get an understanding. That what could happen and what we could see with some surprise storylines yes. while the pads have been off, which could yes. transfer to when the pads are on. Yes. And I think this week I've actually gone through pretty much every single Twitter um account that's actually covered the press conferences. I've gone through all yeah. the um all the observations trying to do it. And one day we'll get um We'll try and get over there and actually do it live or oh, that, it, would see know. it I would see look, it live
1: it's, it's this is this thing because you've probably got friends and I've got friends that go, that have probably been to Glastonbury I've mm-hmm. got people I know because I live not too far away from Silverstone which is where they have the British Grand Prix and there's a whole thing it's not they don't just go and watch the British Grand Prix on Sunday they go up they basically have the whole week there take a caravan they camp out and that's really the sense you get from the training camp. I and mean, you 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 sometimes wonder when you're in the UK what kind of what the big deal is. Isn't it just pre-season practice? What's the big deal? But it's not. It's it's like a solid couple of weeks. There's probably people who go there. That's their whole summer holiday for the year. And they get to go there. They get to watch practice. They get to hang out. Yeah. They get To see the guys. They get. I mean, we've all probably watched all the YouTube clips of you know Josh Allen like signing things and. You know when Bob Miller coming out like giving the guy giving the kid one of his socks and that kind of thing and it's just oh it's fantastic. But it's Titanic rules though isn't it uh, when Yeah. It comes to yeah. Bears, women and children first. Uh, I mean, wow. No no 46 year old men they're not signing anything for,
0: for that lot. I'm well well at the back. So yeah. Well I just want, um, I just want to know what I just want to know what the turkey burgers taste like. Apparently. Oh yeah and who's, who's winning? It's rave.
1: and who's winning in the count. Last I heard it was Trey with eleven. So yeah. uh, he's yeah. he's easing himself back into the lineup isn't he with that kind of uh, work oh, right yeah. yeah
0: i think yeah. i think that's probably one thing we're going to we could start this this training camp um, edition of the podcast up with and that is with with Trey White it was what yes pretty much 9 9 months ago yeah the SEM had the um, had the acl we know yeah. recovery time is, and I know this because I've been told it myself because I've obviously my ACL yeah. is nine to 12 months. So he's on schedule now. But you see what the reports have actually been saying the fact that he's been on a stationary bike, he's yeah. actually been working agility drills, jumping, yeah. landing, running with the parachute for resistance, and all that. Yeah. yeah. The fact I'll, that they're taking it so, slowly and he's actually doing this sort of um explosive work. Yeah. Do you think it's a smokescreen that they're saying he may not be ready for week one? And obviously he's on the, um he's on the physically under, I, perform- I think he's on the pup list, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, start, he started training camp on the pup list. I think like you, we all saw that clip of him doing those, those sort of intense hops and those individual drills and he's landing on the bad leg and he's mm. sort of taking a breath and you go, just be okay. Just be okay. Don't, don't, don't. Um, you know, don't pull up, don't limp or anything like that. They, they are taking it. I think they will, because you don't you don't get much out of Mandurba, as we all know in the press conference, and you don't get much out of the you, you don't really get much out of the front office either. It's not, it's not a leaky kind of organisation. <clears throat> it's a pretty tight, sh- tight chip. And I think what they'll do, if you want a prediction, I think Trey will be 90% ready to go by week one. Yeah. They, yeah. If they put him on the putt list. They will because that's that's an automatic four game, isn't it? Four gamer. Yeah. If, not ready, yeah. if you're not ready by week one, you can put it on that. You have to miss four games, keep him off keep him off the, the active roster, and I think he comes back for week five at something very, very near one hundred percent.
0: So judging by that yeah. then, so obviously it'll be the Rams game he misses, the Titans yeah. game he misses. The yeah. Dolphins game and the Ravens game back in yes. time for Steelers. Yes. So that being said, then um, when we'll, we'll talk about it, um, because defensive back seem to be having a um, a decent time. The whole defense seems to be having a decent well, time. I mean, everyone um,
1: everyone wants tray everyone wants tray back, but at the same time, the only way you get in that fifty three is dead man's boots. And mm. I I I I say and obviously we, we should probably preface this by saying, you know, we are in the UK where we're relying on what the cover one guys are saying, what the the Buffalo fanatics are saying. But we're trying to get it, we're trying We've both of us are trying to been read read as widely as we can. But yeah, defensive backs have been great, haven't they? Dane Jackson yeah. I've seen some really good stuff from him. He looks sharp.
0: And the fact that the fact that they haven't actively pursued or even tried out any cornerbacks or defensive no. backs um and they filled that spot um with um what's his name jordan simmons the guard yeah and um, for the full 90 does it, it makes you feel that they are potentially gonna put trey on on the cup for the first four games getting back for I wouldn't say an easy, easy game, but ease him in against the Steelers um, yeah. who really don't have a true out and out weapon really. They've yeah. got, um, and roll with um, Elam and and Dane Jackson. But yeah. I, I have feeling that he could, I don't think they put him on the pup. I think, okay.
1: All right. I
0: think the fact that you've got what, the ninth of September,
1: yeah,
0: is our first game.
1: Yeah,
0: well, that's a Thursday. You then yeah. got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten, eleven day. days <laughs> until the game against the Titans.
1: Yes.
0: So keep them out of pretty much the preseason games. Actually, gently wear them in, or wear them in gently. Um, Work him in. I mean into the practices yeah, and sit him out for that Rams game. If we take the loss on that game, we take a loss on that game, which hopefully we, we don't. Yeah. But then you've got another 11 days. So you've got, in effect, a, a bye week before yeah. our bye week for him to get that have that full week, 11 days of actual physical, hard-on stuff to get him ready for that yeah. For that game yeah. against the Titans,
1: okay, yeah, that's,
0: that's an interesting counterpoint. Kind of yeah, okay. I mean, um, it's one thing that we can, if we do get one of the Bills' beats guys, or 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 if any of the Bills' beats guys or the cover one guys actually do listen to us or could answer that question, that would be that'd be great because with Trey and I say what we've seen him do, who knows and the fact that there's no leaks as you say it could be hmm. very interesting to see when he does um when he does come back and how they actually um how they work it
1: yeah i mean you don't see you we don't see it all do we because they have an open practice don't they and then they have a they have a closed practice yeah anything we've seen like you know him doing those extensive hops you know him doing those individual drills him work, working on the bike we're seeing that because that's what the bills front office wants us to see and want us to, to to work out, you know, they want us to be aware that, that Trey's on his way back. So mm. as for how you know match ready he's going to be, yes, I could I could I could certainly see your see your view there that they make him active even if they don't, even if they use him very sparingly in the first four games. I think we probably are both agreed Trey wants to be back. But sometimes yeah. players yeah. need to be protected against themselves or from themselves. From from tearing something that's not quite quite ready, so you can't mm. you can't blame them for if they do put him on the pub list, it's it is going to be precautionary.
0: No, exactly, and I mean, I mean, the defensive backs themselves have been making making waves. I think yeah, you've you've seen that. Okay, um, we'll talk about Kyra Lamb in a in a minute. I'm on yes. there, but yeah. they've it seems like they've actually been really aggressive um, from what what you read and the fact that they're becoming more disruptive and actually a bit more physical on that line to mm. really pop it into um, pop it in and even fight because I think Leslie Frazier did come out and say that there is now quite a depth on that cornerback chart and mm. it's going to be harder. For for them at the end to make a decision on which five or six guys, most likely five guys, they're going to take forward into the fifty three because you've mm. got you've got Nick McLeod, who yep. signed the undrafted last year, spent some time with the Bengals, came back to us. He's had a few inc- force a few incompletes, a couple of good pass breakups, picked off. Two interceptions. I mean, mm. okay, it is Matt Barkley. But Pad's not yet on. Yeah. But he's had one-on-one matchups with um with Diggs. So he, he's really getting involved and they actually he's making that impression that you get your reps against your Diggs, against your Davis, against your McKenzie type mm. guys. And it really it really shows how much McDermott and his defensive back um, background obviously when he was at William and Mary it was was a safety there and the way he wants that the defensive backs to work having Poi, Hyde and Poyer back there it really makes you feel good and makes you feel kind of less panicky of um, of Trey's injury
1: Yeah. Yeah. They they really haven't panicked, have they? I mean, we, you know, we, we, we almost forget that Trey was out since the the Thanksgiving game. Hmm. And so we had to play the rest of the regular season plus the two playoff games without Trey. And we, you know, we did all right. And yeah, I think they seem to have a lot of confidence in the guys that they the guys that they've got, and like you say, they're going to have a hell of a headache trying to get that down to five people because okay, if Trey comes and he's not one of the 53, because I suppose one argument is from playing on the Putt list that he then doesn't need to be part of the fifty three, does he? So that kind of opens yeah. up yeah. an extra an an extra spot. But yeah, you got you got Nick McLeod. Who's the other guy I was looking at the other day? Um secondary guys saw Neil actually I think he had some really good good reports as well. And he's again one of those guys that sort of fits in. You know, they like they they like the depth and um you know, we haven't even got to um, any of the, the rookie that they signed either, have we? And no. yeah, I, I completely forgot about T- uh, Terran Johnson, he's there as the nickel corner. So you got one, two, three, four. If you if you take McLean, McLeod's looking at 50, exactly, 50 you yeah. <laughs> and everyone else is practice squad.
0: And then so, uh, if- if you do put White on um, the PUP list and you give a, a McLeod, a, a Lewis, a yeah. Elijah oh. Griffin type guy yeah. as the extra guy, when Trey comes back, do you cut one of those guys if they've impressed in those four games or do you make that cut yeah. a, a different position? Yeah. So... Well, it's,
1: it's hell, isn't it? It's... <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, God, they're stacked, aren't they? You know, you've got guys that are just absolutely killing themselves to try and get into this thing because they, they know that this is a team that's going to go a long way. But yeah, you
0: talk, you talk, bad. the talk is that defensive back, especially cornerback, with Trey out would be a weakness. But again, again, we'll remind everyone there's no pads at the moment.
1: No, 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 no. In yeah. case some of the some of the listeners have forgotten, the pads yeah. are on. You got to wait till Saturday. Let's see how they are. There's, there's but, all those OTA heroes.
0: The the weakness could in turn be a strength. The fact that they're all being that aggressive, having that mm. thinking. Okay, Trey's Trey's still coming back from his ACL. There is a chance if they put him on. On the pup list that I can get that spot, and who mm. knows in that four weeks that I actually mm. do enough to get that to get that spot? Because you know they're going to run anyway with Lam, Teron Johnson, and Dane Jackson with Hyde and Poyer. They're your five defensive backs. Yeah, it's, it's five.
1: It's a it's a pretty strong secondary, even without Trey, isn't it? It's pretty mm. damn good. And I'll tell you something else, and you kind of touched on it there, and it was Leslie Frazier was saying, and someone else said it, and I think it might have been Rico who was saying it on Fanatics, that there isn't a nasty cornerback. There isn't a kind of bullying cornerback. And I just wonder, you know, Trey is all is all skill and all finesse and everything. But, you know, maybe maybe we need a, a slightly nasty bullying sort of sort of cornerback as well of thing just someone 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 can't push around and i'm just wondering if that's opening up a a, a spot as well uh, possible, should we yeah. should we mention Kyrie lamb should we should, should we mention? yeah
0: him? i mean the, for the, him the, brawl, the, brawl on
1: the, f- the, the, the uh the brawl the um the cloud had to come in the middle of between him and digs yeah on the, yeah. the field. oh i was loving that that's a that's a popcorn meme moment
0: isn't i mean you talk about the baptism of fire for him Your first first ever NFL training camp and you're thrust in at um, at cornerback one. You've got to face Diggs, you've got to face Davis, you've got to face McKenzie, you've got to face the top guys. And it is going to be the making of him. And what's what's the phrase that McDermott likes to use? Iron sharp iron. Iron sharp iron,
1: yeah.
0: Iron sharp's iron, and you can see the fact that Elam's lost reps against Diggs, but he's also won reps against Diggs. I mean, was it day two or three, him and Diggs both went up, um, came down with the ball, but Elam actually managed to rip it away. Mm. The fact that you've got a guy, and he had that little chip, let's call it, with... um, with Diggs, he's been a bit more um aggressive and actually barking or yes. they're both barking each other and whenever anyone hears oh there's a training camp fight so oh, Elam and Diggs or defensive line offensive line they're actually starting headbutting and actually um fighting each other mm. everyone initially will think oh shit toxic that's not that's mm. not what you want to see in camp but it's good thing, because you're learning every day and you're sharpening up your skill against someone who has been that elite, and mm. it can only mean a good thing for oh, yeah. Lam. Because well, what was it? He's going to be facing Cooper Cup this year. Yeah, he's going to be facing Tyreek Hill. Yeah, um, he's going to be facing Sammy Watkins, um, and whoever the Titans. Um, wide receiver number one wide receiver is so it's mm. going to have a vast range of different types of wide receivers on there and when you're working into digs who's got that savvy roots running um perfection you've got a guy like mckenzie who is who is speedy and shifty and you've got a gabe davis type guy who's got that speed height and strength combination to to
1: strength of work the on minus.
0: yeah yeah to work on your on your technique and your um and all that to make you that better player. If he performs in those first couple of weeks and actually really locks down on there, you've mm. got to think that maybe they will keep um if they do have um White on the pup, they may rest him for a little bit further from for the Steelers away from the Steelers game, get him ready for mm. the um the chiefs and packers because you're comfortable with elam there yeah to to actually hold um hold the fort
1: yeah well i you remember the uh the draft video of Kyrie Elam? he's sitting there with his a4 uh writing pad and he's like showing everyone his notes that he makes on every play that young man He's going to be running out of writing pads. I hope he's got like a stack of them where he is because you can imagine, like you were saying, they've thrown him up against Diggs, they've thrown him up against Davis. Now he's going to get, and he's going to lose because he's a rookie and they know what they're doing and he doesn't yet. He's going to get beaten for power, he's going to get beaten for speed, he's going to get beaten on the route. But my God, is he going to learn? He's
0: mm-hmm. going to
1: learn. And, and I absolutely love it. And they're, they're, they're doing exactly the right thing. He's a first round pick, he should absolutely be pushed. To the limit and it, it looks like that's exactly what they're doing and yeah yeah, yeah the dust with digs McLeod comes in and separates them they run the play again they walk off the field after that it's like yeah. a, sometimes things boil up boil up a little bit but if if, there's, if, if, there is,
0: if there is one weakness that that really I think people have um have pointed out and I think this is probably just nerves in the um in the first couple of days is the fact that he has been a bit hesitant to, to read the receiver ash yeah, mm-hmm. and jump on it. But again, that comes with experience and when you learn from a guy like Stefan Diggs that instantly you're coming into just put yourself in Kaya's um, shoes. You walk into your first NFL training camp, you're 21, 20, 21 years old, you've got the weight of expectation of being cornerback one whilst the star cornerback is out rehabbing and you go up against a guy who in the last two or three years or even the last six years has pretty much gone over a thousand yards and is one of the best wide receivers in the game. Mm. That baptism of fire, that nervousness you expect to see for that first for the first couple of days, but the fact that he can bark and he can chip, he can actually have a fight, with Diggs and actually earn the respect that way and sharpen his iron with Diggs' iron will bode mm. well for this for this team.
1: Oh yeah no absolutely well. He's um the, the other I remember one of one of the things they said about Ivan's uh, draft report is that can be a little grabby can be a mm. little short of handsy and you know in the NFL they'll they'll do, they're dying to throw a DPI flag as well and you know receivers are gonna you know gonna fall to the ground you know, if he does that again, that's something you can coach out. And I wonder if maybe that was part of the dust up with Diggs as well, that he was getting too close and he was you know, it's not personal, but it's like, look, you're got if you do this in the game kind of thing, they're gonna be throwing flags. you just got to know, you know, the you know the right way of doing it, kind of thing. And you have to, you know, smack the pup down a little bit. But again, it's it's all coachable stuff. These are all really valuable reps and i would even take the longer view like you mentioned there about well does that impact trade trade coming back i would even just take the longer view i think you would just take that take trade's a separate issue i think what elan needs to be doing is just almost spending this whole rookie season just seeing what he can do it's not mm. you know you don't need to put too much on the rookie shoulder i remember i remember when gilmore was seven was, gilmore was, was signed and he got beaten you know he had a few rookie errors, gave up a few a few touchdowns, blossomed into an absolutely fantastic uh, defensive back, didn't he? One of one of the best corners. Um, he's gonna have those rookie mistakes. Let's not let's not think that he's gonna be great by the you know, by the first week. Just give him a bloody hard rookie season against the best wide receivers we have, and look how good he is, and look how strong exactly. he's gonna be by the end of the season. So exactly, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's all good.
0: I mean, look, looking at it, I mean, the whole defence, this before the pads come on, have actually um, been impressive. And I think it's usually at the, at the non-pads level, it's usually mm. the offence that usually gets the better of the defence yes. yes. um, until the pads come on. But the fact that um, before the pads come on, and I think me and you are going to probably say this quite a lot during the... Um, during this episode, that the pads haven't come on yet. No, I mean,
1: Um, I I think that that always bears retelling because the pads have not yet come on.
0: Yeah. We are
1: 36 hours away at time of recording from those pads coming on. When they're on, ooh, ooh, doctor.
0: Yeah. But this this defence has actually really, really stepped it up, I think, on... On day three, um, and this is according to the Buffalo News, and as as you say, as as, as listeners probably already know, that we again our information beast in UK from beat reporters, from from reporters and all that. That on day three, they had um, the first twelve drills of eleven on eleven. Yeah, nine of them were stopped by that defensive line. I mean, you're looking at the fact that. Um, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle have actually really had a good good um first few days blocking the passing lane, actually um limiting the run game, um yeah. Tim Settle with the um with the pick of Case Keenum, taking yeah. 20 yards the other way. You've got here a really determined dogged team, and maybe it's because of The O line, which we'll come on to um, a bit later on, but the fact that they're doing, they're playing multiple, uh, multiple plays, they're actually a lot stronger, faster, and confident. um, It's really benefiting and benefiting the defensive backs as well. So
1: the trenches
0: are helping helping the back end. That doesn't that sounds like an innuendo right there. (laughs) trenches helping the back end yeah
1: yeah well they 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 were always slightly suspects through the middle weren't they the bells run defense so yeah i mean let's you know let's 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 see where let's see where we are i think another another thing to bear in mind is that obviously not not just we've got Leslie frazier again coming back and and a great many of the defensive guys we've got upgrades coming in like settle and like mr von miller um, that we've all said are going to give opportunities to, to other teams just by virtue of the fact that you know other, the, the offences are going to have to scheme for them. The offence, which we'll probably come to it in a minute, because of Ken Dorsey, because they're trying new things out, are going to be a little stumbly, but of course they're going to be because that's practice, that's practice for you. If you, you didn't practice and get better from practicing, no one would bother practicing so we no, you know exactly. we're, trying, we're, try, we're we're trying new things i think the defence is much more settled and much more in the groove we've just got a couple of extra guys that's just going to make them even more fearsome yeah
0: um, and the fact that the the names that have been rattled out the past 3 days 4 days probably when we see the um see the training camp reports if we get any um for day 4 the the likes of Tim Settle and Jordan Phillips have been the main standouts on there show yeah. that this team is going to make that impact. And regardless of the front four at the time, there is going to be pressure. There is going to be that run stopping. And I mean, even Ed Oliver has had oh, uh, mentioned disruption and past breakups. And the fact that we haven't mentioned him, yes and he's been that destructive yeah it shows how well other other defensive line guys are actually um are doing that actually that we don't talk that much about what von miller what ed oliver are actually are actually doing they're just doing what they do and yeah. we're not batting an eyelid because we've got tim settle we've got jordan phillips we've got even the rookie, undrafted rookie CJ Brewer's actually am um, having a good time. He could be a, a very, very strong dark horse, at least for practice squad, um, yeah. to to disrupt that passing lane, to actually um, to help out in the game and give the likes of Oliver and Von Miller that chance to do what they do, explode and have an impressive camp, yeah, without. Getting the the credit, so to speak, the the applause and all that that this mm. um, that you expect to give Oliver and um, and Von Miller.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, I, I, I've not even seen uh, Gregory Sose name mentioned. I think mm. not, not not in a bad way. I, I think he just he just the, the the I guess there's only so much ink you can spill, and like I say, normally most teams have a weakness or an injury somewhere. So if your ends aren't too good, they <laughs> to take over, and if your tackles aren't too good, they'll beat you through the middle. So the linebackers are, are, are more involved, and, and then that creates pressure on the secondary. So they've got you know they've got less time, quarterbacks less pressured. But you basically yeah. get, like, you've basically got like you've got strength at virtually every position, certainly on and certainly on the defense. I think the offense is is, is going to be a little bit more of a work in progress. A Few more things to to to, to figure out. But there's just no obvious weaknesses there. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a fierce, it's a fearsome old unit,
0: isn't it? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, and let's say, oh, excuse, excuse me. Um, this is we're just talking about the the defense here. We we're we're just about to go into the offense and yeah, yeah, that's it. And really see what's happening on there. I mean, obviously. I, I'm trying to get. I don't know if you actually um, watched the um, on the Bills YouTube channel the um, the interview with Kent Dorsey and his um, yes. way of creating his his offensive um, identity. But Dawson Knox has um, kind of like said that they've started to run a lot more um, 13 personnel. So it's your one yeah. running back, your three tight ends.
1: Yes, I need I, a correction because I said I, I misspoke last week. I actually said it was three running backs and that, so I uh, sorry, hold my hold on my hand up to that one. But yeah, and, only running with three tight ends.
0: Yeah. And and one wide receiver. I mean yeah. the fact that yeah, he's gonna keep the same stuff as um as uh Dable had, but building his own adding yeah. his own few schemes in there. Yeah. Is really, really lit up and actually shows what this offense can really do because you've seen yeah. a bit more, a bit more, um, uh, creativity when it comes to the, um, to the formation and the fact yeah. that tweaking the identity. And he, I know he wants a lot more yak, um, yak on there. hence yeah. why we went after James, um, James Cook why we got Tavon Austin and free agency, why we re-signed Isaiah McKenzie, got Shakir and all that. The fact that they're now giving Dorsey free reign to adapt with the same terminology, terminology, sorry, the the playbook that Josh Allen knows for the last three years. And yes, Josh Allen, there have been times that he's actually struggled in this... um, without the pads on but damn he looks good in uh in shorts as everyone well certainly certainly, everyone forgets about
1: there's a there's a a lot of ostensibly heterosexual men that are talking about josh allen and certainly on day four that you can see their knees weaken when they talk about josh throwing those dimes i mean it was a little bit of a hiccupy first couple of days he got he did get picked off didn't he but um, uh yeah day, day four after three whole days of of uh of practice they were but just then, um, yeah they were they were, they were absolutely slaying and then
0: you look and then you look at it the, the red zone last year we were one of the best teams and Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the red zone they've done red zone offenses the last few days and they've absolutely smashed it
1: yeah so, finishing, finishing drives isn't it
0: it's so effective. you you can see that they haven't really skipped a beat and once they get um That's decide awesome. who their um slot receiver is going to be because i mean at the moment crowd is out with an injury and he's um,
1: lapping, lapping them up he's eating up the reps isn't he He yeah. looks, looks really good people are saying he looks fit and hungry and and all of that good stuff he's 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 his journey isn't it he's from the gadget player and josh said it himself didn't he i think he was interviewed by by um chris brown and see mm. and he was talking about how I was saying yeah he was sort of a gadget player who'd so use him in the game here he or there now he's that's that's his target that's that's his bit between his teeth he's trying to get the he's trying to be the slot guy um, do you do you know what a tech can I just mention this because I had I had to look this up because I I honestly didn't know may may, may surprise some of the listeners though I don't know everything about NFL uh, <laughs> Texas routes have you had you heard of a Texas route before because I honestly yeah it's,
0: it's, it's um. Oh. It's really,
1: Test. I know what um, it is. It's the two you get two um,
0: wide receivers out wide, they just go pretty much straight, they potentially curl or just carry on straight. And you have the wide you have the running back come out um and then do the cut and actually take pretty much take the spot where the um where the linebacker, the middle linebacker would be.
1: Okay, I I was I was gonna give you half a mark for that. I think I might round, round that up. So it's the idea is is that the tight end. Does a deep route because that's normally the job of the middle linebacker because that's the 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 spy because that's normally the more physical ah, linebacker. At the same time, you then do an angled or crossing route from a running back into a catching position. So the middle linebacker is then caught between do I go for, do I cover the tight end or do I cover the running back, and it's, it's about creating stress points. And it's really interesting that they that that's what Dorsey's looking into now. We've got Knox you know, try and play with two tight ends, but then mm. catch and running backs as well. And if you think you can cover them, we've still got Diggs and Davis. Like all of that, all of those plays, I think, are presumed on Diggs and Davis are covered. So if they're yeah. covered, yeah. look what else you can still do and be very successful doing it as well. So it's just adding, you know, it's just adding more spells in the book
0: yeah the wide the wide receiver room is the one we said last week um on the last episode that's going to be intriguing one obviously the top three is set in stone at the moment the fact that kumaro hasn't practiced that much the last few days crowder hasn't done the last few days obviously shakir has actually done it We've seen guys like Isaiah Hodgins actually run with the first. Um, Table wow. Austin's had a few runs with the first, and the, they've made plays where they actually can. And you really like to see what now how inventive Dorsey's going to um, going to get because he can run these more these uh, thirteen personnels rather than your two two tight ends, two running backs, your twenty two personnel, or even your pretty much your four wide receiver sets the fact that he can now get creativity and his identity the fact that he wants to get those yak yards that we've got the players different different skill set type players i see austin yeah. you've got the you've got the pacey small pacey guy hodgins you've got the the guy who's got a bit of speed on him but he's actually he's got six four so he's going to be a mismatch if he goes on the outside or comes inside on certain linebackers um the fact that he's now got that way and he can in essence now open up dable's playbook even more adding a few more pages in there to to get to get that yak
1: yeah I mean, there's there's a certain, I think, necessity that's tr- probably driving Dorses off. And it's not just the thing of, you know, a change as good as a rest and, you know, it's my offence now. And, you know, mm. maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take what Dable did, but maybe do a few things differently, try and get something out of it. It's worth bearing in mind that in the offseason, we lost Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. And whether they admit it or not, they're going to want to tone down the josh allen designed runs as much yeah. as we love seeing it and i watched a 20-minute youtube video last night of josh allen lighting up defenses <laughs> with scrambles and runs but they're going to want to replace that with something mm. else they're, they're going to want another running back to do the the, 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 the bell cow thing as well as doing the pass catching. So you're sort of weighing up, okay, on the one hand, you're not going to be firing to Sanders or Beasley and you're not going to have Josh running anymore. You now have Mackenzie, um, Shakir, James Cook, and maybe one other person, can that, you know, balance that particular scale? Because if they can, not just you get the production, but you get the variety of the production. Makes them even more difficult to stop, and every once in a while, if you somehow manage to cover that, yeah, all right, Josh can do the odd run, but it's, yeah. it's 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 bringing it way way down. I I don't know how many designed runs he did uh, last season, but you want to cut that in half, whatever you know, whatever he's doing. Um,
0: yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we we'll, 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 we can wax lyrical about this offense. The one thing that I think it's going to be kind of a development on what to watch this um, this training camp, especially when the, um, the pads come on. Because remember, the pads aren't on yet.
1: On Saturday, pads the pads, pads yet. will be on. To this point, they are not on. So in case that was at all uh, muddy. Uh, the,
0: the fact that we have the O-line battle, I mean, obviously... Yes. Roger Saffold was on the um on the pup after staying a rib injury after a minor a minor car crash um Spencer Brown's missed a bit of time he's he's come back but he's not been doing um proper team drills and all that and I think um now Ryan Bates has had a sat out a couple of um a couple of training camps the fact that how when they've actually signed and drafted players, they've actually, um, it now shows why they're looking at these guys that have versatility in playing either guard tackle, guard center, guard tackle Mm -hmm. center and all that, that is going to be important and going to be almost a saving grace to the fact that we can, we can have a bit of continuity. We've got a guy that we don't have to, came in as a tackle when you just say oh yeah for a couple of days we want you to play guard and learning a whole new position
1: mm. because I mean it's 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 probably blasphemy to say this but I've never courted popularity from what I'm about to say. But ideally as much as we would hate to admit it Bill Belichick kind of has the right idea when it comes to an offensive line doesn't he mm. say so, say what you like about the Patriots and <laughs> people often do he always has a good offensive line and he gets guys that can play multiple positions, and he gets guys that he can take them out of one thing and play them somewhere else, and play them guard. And he can just shuffle guys around, plug and play. That's—I don't know whether McDermott and Bean are going for that exact thing, but that would be great. I mean, when, when wasn't Cody Ford playing at left guard for some? For yeah, some because they were having to move rounds. I mean, you've got you've got um, uh, Spencer Brown and, and and Doyle almost competing for right tackle. So that's that's gonna be. Yeah, so they had really
0: as well. They had the first day. They had um, Cody Ford at left guard because um, they had um, Quessenberry actually um, play that's right tackle that's to start right. with. Um, even Tommy Doyle was actually getting guard reps. Um, so again, they're trying to get familiar with the um, with different positions. But since that day one, Cody Ford's only been there's not really and not what I've seen been in that first unit offensive line yeah. been mainly running with the with the seconds with Quesenberry going to um left guard and tommy doyle asheem playing right tackle and he's had a few really decent reps yeah. i've heard against von miller but also got completely manhandled by von miller but you're kind of now thinking that that Quesenberry is gonna be a lock for that roster. So in mm. essence, you could lock up at least six guys, yeah. um, seven when Botka comes back off the um, off the pub. So you can pretty much pencil in for the 53, um, Dawkins, yeah. uh, Quesenberry, Saffold, Morse, um Bates, nice. um no. Brown, even Dawkins. So the seven already. Including Bob, yeah, yeah. oil in there as well. Um, seven or eight that instantly, you're actually putting in. Um, you're locking in and the yeah. fact that they've had Greg Manx actually play a bit of guard. He still but, has, yes. And he played. I think he's played a couple of days at left or right guard. I can't remember which one. One of the guard positions. I
1: saw, I saw one. Honestly, he was playing at right guard because I remember that surprised me because he was a sort of backup center. But it's almost like he's a not a backup Ryan Bates. But but Ryan Bates was the backup center behind Morse. So I think that was why they were so hesitant. Hmm. Wasn't it? I mean, I mean, so it almost seems like Manx is now the the, the Bates guy that will backup center, but also can play
0: somewhere else if needed. And in essence, in essence, there with Manx, you've got nine which are pretty much could be your locks and the fact that yeah. they've signed jordan simmons um who is a pure guard in there yeah. as well we said last we said in the last show cody ford is on the bubble uh, i
1: mean you've got to what do they take, yeah. do, they take 10? do they take 10 do they take 10 oh lineman
0: they probably would the take 10
1: they oh, probably take 10. nine we just named nine yeah, and we we didn't uh, if we if we I mean maybe saphol drops out of that if he, if he, if he's not ready and maybe he's a maybe he's a pup which means the guy we signed becomes the ninth but it's it's him versus Butker versus uh, oh god it's Bobby Hart's not still around is he
0: <laughs> Bobby Hart's still there yeah Greg, yeah, exactly. on, Greg Van yeah. Houghton, um from the Jets um, we got from the Jets on there uh, uh, Jordan Carper... Um yeah. and a few of the rookies, Luke, Luke Twenta, um, and there are a couple of other undrafted rookies on there. But
1: if but that's who he's up against
0: now, isn't it? If he's Cody now, Ford he's now in
1: the ninth or tenth place, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, if Cody Ford can't at least get a good solid even if it's in like in segments, can't get a decent solid run of like one or two days at least mixing in with the firsts and actually getting reps in there and he's mainly with the seconds and thirds i think come come september yeah we might be seeing cla of cody yeah. maybe we can try and get you onto the um onto the practice squad who knows if it gets if you get signed up he might become another wyatt teller you never know but
1: yeah yeah, maybe, was, maybe a change of scenery might, my, my, you know, doing good. Because normally, if, you, if you've got those guys that are, are sort of cut worthy, sometimes they cut them early to give mm. them a, to give them a few weeks to, to to be of value to to perhaps another team that may be struggling for for for, a, for an O lineman.
0: But it's you've hard to see, guy... you
1: to see see a a, a a place for
0: him. <coughs> you've got a guy entering his fourth year. He's a second round pick. Yeah. Um, who is struggling to to beat out guys who were undrafted and late round um late round picks? Yeah, he tr- well and truly is on the bubble, and I think now with let's say with Jordan Simmons um coming in, I think that, that he's on the outside looking in now.
1: Yeah, yes, no, yeah. No, I I think you're right. It's a shame, and <clears throat> there's not many been picks that have that are certainly within those first three rounds that that, that haven't quite worked out mm. um, so he could be he could be the highest highest casualty couldn't they? yeah draft, draft pick didn't work out but hey but talking about
0: one, dra- right. talking about draft picks let's, let's 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 talk about the rookies i mean okay the past the past few years our late round rookies um was it obviously spencer brown potentially you can class him as um as a late round, because you got him late in the third, but Gabe Davis, Dane Jackson, um, Jaquan Johnson, maybe Taron Johnson, yeah, um, Matt Milano guys oh gosh, who yeah. were late third and below, <laughs> um, guys drafted by McDermott making an impact. And t- to be honest, we can see we can potentially see another one being, um, Coming through this year in um, Khalil Shakir, yeah, a fifth round, um, a fifth round gem. Matt Perino, good friend of the show, SCM, yes. has been impressed by says his footwork's impressive. His route running ability as a rookie yeah. um, makes him look like a veteran player. He's been making those catches. Yes, he's had a few drops, a few bad things, but Excellent. it's not it's not beaten him. <clears throat> he's actually got back up, and then the next play. Has actually really was it what do they call it the the mental the mental mistake or something or the I can never remember the word for it the I don't know but the mental memory whatever you want to call it the fact that he made that mistake he goes back out and actually um pretty much performs a a more difficult um, pass and mm-hmm. still improves and still shows that. That prospect, which I say could elevate him, especially with the fact that Kumaro and um, and Crowder are injured and Shakir's had runs with the firsts mm. ahead of even McKenzie. Yeah. The fact that we could have another Gabe Davis oh, type, God, um, so. type yeah. wide receiver and yeah. come through. You could even class him as. Potentially a, um, a Stevie Johnson type guy. He was a seventh round pick. Yes, he was all the way back in the thing from, um, from Kentucky. Yeah, and turned out to be one of the better Gosh, wide I receivers. Bet. Yeah, a
1: good two three years. He was a yeah. wide receiver one. He was our WR one. Some great yes. hands from Shakir. I I've read a few things as well, like the real sort of grab and go kind of thing. Like he's got it and it's it, and it's, it's secure. Mm. You're not uh, you're not doubtful for for a second yeah and that's and that's where you make your money isn't it if you're if you're a general manager it's your fourth and fifth and sixth round it's, who do you get there because that's your you know, let's be let's be brutal about it that's your cheaper talent and if you can keep refreshing the ro- the roster with with penny picks in those rounds yeah you that that's how you can build serious business
0: and mm-hmm. i mean i mean we haven't even yet mentioned james cook and <laughs> God, no we haven't have we and he's he is going to be, as people described, a weapon in there. I yeah, you, you you could you could see a scenario this season where he may even become running back one. Yes. And that that is a bold a bold prediction that yes, they're gonna they're gonna run singletary um for the majority of the snaps, but over time I can see Cook becoming that um that running back number one because he can actually um catch out of the backfield he's a very fluid um route runner he's had some great vision and speed when he's actually um got to carry the ball there was one play I think he went out um out behind um a power run outside uh, well, no not power run a zone run outside the right tackle when m just cut straight up field and pretty much mm. took off mm. um on there and the fact that he's been in he's one of the first mentioned in every single article yeah that comes out each day shows that he will be that guy that can be the next who could even be a a contender for offensive rookie of the year
1: oh
0: wow god he's an outsider for it but Mm -hmm. he's got a guy from there that his vision his versatility the fact that he can run and catch his route running ability for a rookie a 22 year old rookie Mm
1: -hmm. to come in
0: and a second round pick and be a be pretty much almost as seven digs said a carbon copy of his brother yes the fact that we've got potentially and a carbon copy of his brother which digs knows and um, haven't played oh, yeah. with him for a good few seasons and uh, sees similarities yeah. the fact that you've got a guy that he is single terry's coming into his contract year yeah James cook has got three four he's got four years yeah can you and at one point you could see him overtake and you could see Singletary say be bye bye or we'll keep you on, but yeah. you they may need get a bit of a discount and you probably could be a um behind James Cook, but it yeah. sets this offense up, what we said earlier, the fact that they want more yak and they want more explosiveness, the fact yeah. that James Cook will give them that.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got with, with James Gorg, I mean, I've, I've said this on, on other episodes before, I don't think they keep Singletary after after year five, because, not not because I, don't, I dislike Singletary, well. I like him a great deal, but running back just isn't, it, this isn't the 1970s anymore. It, it, you know, it's not the the premier position, and the way that offences are schemed so much, you can kind of, sort of, get a guy. And all right, there's Derek Henry, and there's you know, those superstar guys. Um, but it, it's a position where you can just sort of get a guy for five years and then get another guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if they um, either reduce Singletary to a sort of gadgety sort of role and and, and put the workload onto James Kirk. Someone actually put on social media. I should give the person the credit because I should have I should have written it down. But they were saying they said imagine they said imagine this for for an offensive play, you have. Uh, Diggs and Davis lining up in the in the uh, traditional position. You have Singletary and Cook in an I formation. Josh Allen goes down to take the snap. Calls an audible. They all split out and play four wide. You've got Singletary and Cook as pass catching running backs. You've got um, Diggs and Davis then then going deep. There's like there's there's just so many mm. different ways. That you could hurt them with, with not just the running game, but then the pass-catching running game as well. They're saying that's that's so so difficult to defend against. Your yeah, and,
0: and that's what we can, that's what we that's what are seeing with um with who they're drafting, who they're signing. They're drafting guys that can be that multiple weapon that can that they they come in as a specific position i.e. running back but can play in the um in the h back role can play tight end can split out be that pass catcher and i think that's how they want to identify this offense and you can you'll see from now on them going for those um those type of players and mm. one more rookie that want to, to talk about um, before yeah. we go on to the last bit where we actually just say one person that's actually surprised us in in camp is, is the third round pick, um, Terrell Bernard. I mean, yes. out of Baylor, people are actually saying okay, it was why he'd gone a couple of rounds too high for it, but he's actually shown that he's actually started to become a guy to actually watch, a guy that Will give us that Matt Milano type clone. He's actually, um, his speed, um, getting down, getting down to the line of scrimmage, actually making those plays, and actually getting hands on, handsy, and actually forcing incompletions for a guy who's come from a from Baylor. Who, okay, they're not a powerhouse college school, and most people who watch college probably agree with that, and coming in to the NFL and actually start to make an impact to a third rounder from a small, a small school or smallish school. Um, it's really something that, that shows how much Bean actually, um, puts faith and trust in all his, um, scouting team to mm. actually get those guys that can be an under the radar guy, a guy that people think, okay, Yes, he's a good player. He could do something. Maybe he should have gone a little bit um, lower, but mm. they see the talent there and actually take that talent before they get to the, the round where he probably could have gone and actually mm. run the risk of him being snapped up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the you know if it, if it works out, he was worth a third round pick, and if he doesn't work out, then he was a bust anyway. So to to a certain extent, mm. saying you saying you reached for him is only. You know, it only goes so far if he plays like a third rounder. Then, it, then it was worth it, wasn't it? I mean, how many first round busts have there been? An, an absolute, an absolute tab. Yeah, you you can absolutely see Bernard in that, paring <coughs> around, almost moving forward. You know, forwards and backwards, um, mm. breaking breaking up has the stopping runs, but then also dropping back as well. You can kind of see. You, you you can absolutely see see him doing it. And yeah, he's had some good mentions, hasn't he? On on cover one, also mentioned um, by Inspector. Also in yeah. the uh, uh, linebacker position, he's been in as well. So he, I mean, it might, he might, he might be a practice squad thing, but bloody hell, we're even going, the right we're going, even the practice squad's going to look, going to look pretty yeah. strong yeah. at this, at, at this stage. And again, if he can, you know, if he, he's he's a rookie, he's only just been drafted. If he gets onto the practice squad, Levi Wallace was on the practice squad. He did all right. You know, that's, yeah. still, that's yeah. still a way in. You're only one bad injury away and you're suddenly on the active roster and then and then watch them fly so um
0: yeah so what one out of the first first four days who for you is the um surprise standout of um of camp so far in a a, a good way so in a good good way and and hopefully people will, will know that Again, uh, they're not in pads at the moment, so um, no, 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 no. Yeah, they uh,
1: could he, he, continue
0: in a minutes.
1: It's been it's been a few minutes. People might have forgotten. Uh, the pads yeah. are not yet on. So again, we'll regroup next week and we'll have a pads were on training camp with you. And then let's let us let us see what see what we said. So I'm going to say AJ Epineza is my is my uh, sort of standout positive surprise because I was starting to worry about him. He was coming into year three, and I thought, he's got Von Miller, he'll have gone to the Von Miller uh, summer school. Um He's got to know that if he doesn't shape up this, this season, it's probably going to be it for him. He's going to yeah. need to yeah. make a splash in training camp, and he, and he has. I, I, I think I clocked. Uh, day two or day three, I think he got two what would have been sacks on Josh were the pads on. Um, looks sharp, looks strong, looks lean as well. I've seen a couple of a couple of reports that say, yeah, he's been seriously working out, looks strong. Um, so, And I, I'm, I'm chuffed to bits for the guy as well. I, I love to see guys do well. So, yeah. I, I, you know, and what, what do we always say? Sometimes it takes five years to get to be a defensive end, you know, and he's easy yeah. Three. We all, we, you know, you can't all be Wayne Rooney and George Best and, you know, can't all just break through at the, at the, at the rookie year. Sometimes guys do take a couple of years to get it. And I, I love these year three, like, a bit like Dawson Knox last year. You, you love it when a year three guy just hooks it all up and repays the faith in them. And, you know, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's hope he's good once the pads are on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, my guy... <laughs> is a guy that's been around for for a what while, while actually um undrafted um a few years back but it's cam lewis okay. um, the fact the fact that the fact that he's still around and still um at camp and being called up to the roster and actually on the practice squad shows that the, the staff see something in him but He's been a lot more physical. He's, at times, the last four days, actually outplayed Ceron Neal. Um has been have two great past breakups. Um, he actually um, had faced Stefan Diggs. He um, actually uh, managed to stay stride for stride with Diggs. Okay, conceded it. Um, but... The fact if you can go up against Diggs and actually um, stay with him and actually make him make that that um, that tough catch, the competitiveness and showing there, that he could be a guy that four a five foot nine guy. He mm. can actually play slot. He could be a a, a relief for Teron Johnson. Mm. How he he had he's had spells when he's come in playing on the boundary. The fact that. He is a guy that's got that competitive. He's got that good athletic trait that the um, that the Bills like. And even when pads do come on, I think he's going to be a very dark horse for that mm. um, for that roster spot for that fifty three spot. Especially if they do put um, White onto um onto the pup list. Don't be surprised no. to see Lewis actually take that spot. Or even Lewis to actually get that spot um spot outright. So yeah. it's it's something to look forward to for when the um for when the pads, when old, when
1: old pads go on. on. Yeah.
0: This Saturday the pads it's come a, on.
1: And it's a busy it's a busy little room, that cornerback room. So he's gonna have to make a name for himself. But hey, yeah, if he makes Imagine. it in, we will we'll timestamp that, Matt, so we'll know that you uh you made that particular uh, pick. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know me from from last year or a couple of years back when I was with Alex. I was making these predictions, game predictions, and all that, and nine times out of ten, I was getting them spot on. So oh fantastic. I am yeah. the prediction guru sometimes. <laughs> not gonna not gonna inflate my own ego, but I think that is just week one. That is week one. Yes, non-pads, guys. Non-pads, no
1: pads, no pads, not yet, anyway.
0: But Saturday the pads come on, they they were training. Oh, yeah.
1: There
0: you go. Um the that's good one. Yeah. That's week one. We've got so many storylines to talk about. We've got another three weeks, four weeks before the first preseason um game. Um I just want to make a note to people that if you're in and around London, um this coming Sunday, so depending on when you listen to this, if you listen to this next week, then you may just disregard what I'm just about to say now, but if you listen to this tomorrow or Friday, Saturday and a bit of Sunday, if you're in London, head down to the Fitzrover. Yeah. Uh, And there is a uh, little meetup with the, um, with Bill's fans, Charlie from um, our sister show, Bill's from afar will be there. A few others will be there. So get that sorted. We're working um, on other areas. I know the guys up in Manchester have um, Junior Jacksons i think we're working on areas in birmingham uh oxford we're working on hopefully Uh, nottingham sheffield so yorkshire so we're getting areas sorted for this um for this coming year Uh, so make sure you do listen out on on all our socials so at uk underscore bills uh at rwbb underscore podcast buffalo bills uk on facebook youtube which we will start our team previews and we've got um the rams up on hopefully coming out on tuesday we've got the uh the lovely hannah wilkes uh coming back on i've had the pleasure of interviewing her previously and it was, it was great fun so we're going to talk all things rams um and yeah follow robin at
1: robin c armstrong
0: follow mark at, oh wait he's not here again uh he's oh, on nice oh, yeah. nice earned vacation good. in cornwall but yeah. is, um this is sparky s follow me at matt sw 86 and if you have not i'm gonna make a plug here if you haven't read the fanatic buffalo fanatics um uh, article by by trish and people probably know us as chaos underscore um savage or if you're on the whatsapp group as the uh tyler bass enthusiast
1: oh yeah um,
0: She put up uh, an article um, on International Bills fans and yours truly was, uh, as she called it, subject 001. It's an interesting read. It was a fun interview with her. So please do check that out um, and and give her a lot of support and follow her uh, because she does great work writing. Um, And apart from that, it's see you see you for the next show um and for robin matt saying good morning good afternoon good evening thank you for listening and let's go buffalo Bills. go bells yeah, no, no, no. you don't know anything about heart you don't know anything about work here, huh? no, no, no. that's who we are those on three one two three